Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 20 of Be With Me in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, last verse in chapter 5. I'm going to read the last two verses in chapter 5 to transition from yesterday when we learned we were ambassadors to today, which is going to just blow our minds. My goal today is to learn something about God and appreciate that and stand in awe of it. We, the title of this podcast is Seven Minutes of Biblical Wonder, and hopefully we're going to get to wonder here today. It's a privilege to walk this walk with you and to even talk about this passage. It's one of the most important theological passages in the Bible. It is, let me start in verse 20 from 520. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And here's the verse, verse 21. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let me say it again. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So let me just break this down step by step for our sake. So the motivation of this whole process is us, this this transformation and this exchange. You have to stop and ask the question like, Lord, why? What is man that you care for us, that you make so much of us? Um, and absent this for the sake of us, So the one thing I start with is this heart of God is for us. So that's cool. And then here, he made him to be sin. So it's this whole process where the Father sends Jesus, sends a part of the Trinity, sends a part of the Godhead, sends the person of Christ. It's this creativeness of God is like, I am going to uh, establish a way that sinful people can be with me. And why he wants to do that is is obviously beyond my pay grade and probably yours as well. But he creates this way of rescue. Uh, and the, the next thing I learn about God is, beyond, be, besides his heart, is his creativity, that he thinks this whole thing up. And then the third thing I learn about God is his willingness so the willingness of the father to, to send and to, to watch his son suffer for God so loved the world that he gave his only uh, one in you know the rest of it. <laughs> you don't have it in front of me. And then the second part of this is the willingness of God, the willingness of Jesus to suffer. Oh my goodness. I was holding a coffee cup the other day and it was really hot and I was moving it from one place to the other and... I I had to sort of willingly exert myself because I was suffering. It was too hot to hold. I said, I can, you know, this whole process goes on in an instant. I can either stop my suffering by letting go of the coffee cup or carry it, you know, that 12 inches further till I reach a counter so I could set it down. And I sort of exerted myself over the coffee cup, held on to it longer than I preferred to. Well, imagine this times a billion where Jesus is has the ability to stop all his suffering in his betrayal and crucifixion. Uh, he could stop it at any time, and yet he continues to endure it. It's a terrible analogy, I know. 
Um, okay, so the Father makes Jesus figuratively and substantively enough to count to be sin. That is, he makes Jesus something he is not. He makes the most beautiful, worthy of worship, most perfect God and makes him to be something ugly, something marring. That is sin. He, Jesus knew no sin. He makes the perfect God who knew no sin. Hebrews 4.15 says it. He is without sin. He is a perfect God. And the Father places sin upon him. He colors him with sin. <clears throat> he makes him to be sin. He regards him and treats him as if he is sin. Yikes. So that, wow, this is the tada part. So that we get the transfer. We get imputation. He imputes us. He views us as if. And we have to be in him to do this, to be found in him. He was found to be sin so that we could be found in him. And this, the part of this that I get, again, is the willingness of God that we might become the righteousness of God. So he becomes something he was not, sin. So we could become something that we are not, that is the righteousness of God. So we are viewed by God as right, as perfect, as okay, as worthy of association. So the tension is we're not righteous yet, and it's only in him, it's only by this imputation of God that this whole equation works. So we are treated as if our sin was his sin. That's the substitutional atonement. And our punishment is gone. And we are left with, we are given righteousness. It's a legal status. So not only uh, believers is, is imputed upon Christ, the second part of it, his righteousness is imputed to us. So be found in him so that he can find you righteous, sinless, and okay. If you're not found in him, I implore you, I beg you, be found in him. Decide for him. Tell him that you're a sinner. Tell him you want to be part of his family. Another way of saying that is fall on the stone so that your sins and the penalties of your sins can fall on him. And then his righteousness... His goodness, his perfection falls upon you in an imputed way. And then, ladies and gentlemen, if you are already found in him and you are a believer, today's verse is a wow verse. It's an awe verse. It's a tada verse that your sin has been transferred away and his righteousness is transferred in. What a deal to get Christ's transfer and his righteousness upon us. So we learn today the heart of God is for our sake. We learn the creativity of God that he figures this whole thing out. And then especially we learn the willingness of God to do this for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Lord, for doing this for us.